Well, it's been a little while, but Sophia and I are finally back to do a Formula Talk episode together. My apologies for, for my absence. I'm sure everybody listening to this has missed me with every fibre of their being, Sophia included. But and but I saw that look, so But unfortunately for you, I am indeed back. Welcome to Formula Talk. My name is Tom Downing, and joining me, as always, is Sophia Richmond, the brains and the beauty behind Formula Talk. Oh, you're too kind. Thank you. And welcome back as well. It's been a Thank while. You, mate. Yeah, it, it has. Yeah, and anybody who's watching this video will see a different background. I have indeed moved house once again. So yeah, so just before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor, Bet Online. So Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wages, including live betting on your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and get it on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Also, please be sure to follow our new socials. I don't think we can call them brand new anymore. The handle is at UK. that's Twitter, aka X, aka whatever Elon calls it today, Facebook. I think we've got threads, Instagram, all the popular things that the kids use that I don't. You can stay up to date with everything to do with Formula Talk and indeed everything to do with our sister compare and show Grid Talk. So today, first of all, I didn't even say what this is about, did I? No, I didn't. You can tell it's been a while. So this is going to be a Formula 3 review. So F3, obviously, the season came to an end officially at Monza, September last year. You, uh, you can classify as November, so there's a non-championship race at Macau. We are going to be looking at the nine official F3 rounds this season. So first of all, so what was your highlight of this F3 calendar season? I like the introduction of some of the new tracks. So Australia made its first time debut in Formula 3, similar to Formula 2. Also Monaco, it's the first time since 2012. That was back when it was called GP3. So I think that was, I think, probably the highlights because that showed it didn't care if you've done one season or your rookie season in Formula 3 or if you're like Gregoire Sassi, who's done like almost three years of Formula 3. It showed who had the best like raw talent to go into those tracks quite blind so i think those ones are quite my my favorites there was also some really good battles throughout the season you had title contending for the first half of the season but gabriel Barcelado absolutely world class for his season running away with a lot of the podiums and consistently for the points as well so it was a great season overall what about yours yeah it, it, honestly it really really was a, a good season you know, you mentioned about you know F three going back going back to Monaco, you know, for, for the first time in the best part of a decade. I've got more. It's the same to see Zandvoort get taken off because I thought that I, it was it was exciting last year, and obviously you know with the rain that we saw in F two and F one this year, it was you know it, it was a good race. You know, so that 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 w- would have been nice to see. I've got to say, I didn't see the round in Macau because I, I was I was busy that busy that weekend. But there were there were a lot of people, you know, from F two, F three, Frecker, and Indy next. Just 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 to just to name a few on that one. I gotta be honest, I really enjoyed the opening weekend in Bahrain. You know, so you know we had Gabriel Mini, you know, rookie, and ended up being a title contender. He took pole in in, in the high sack, and then you know Colapinto was was on was on reverse pole. She qualified B twelve. So if you don't know uh, anybody who's listening, if um to, to set the order for the sprint race. They take the top twelve and reverse them. 
and that then sets the order. So, and then the result of that race sets the order for the main, I don't know, whatever. Sophia will explain it best than I because I always get confused. But yeah, it's, it's the top 12 that get reversed compared to the top 8 or the top 10 in F2. Top 10. Top 10. Top 10, yeah. But the top 8 gets the points in the sprint race. That's it, because it wouldn't be the FIA if they didn't make it unnecessarily complicated. Yeah, so, you know, so, you know, just, you know, uh, Bahrain obviously starts off the season, has sort of become the sort of spiritual first round of F1, F2, F3 for, for the last couple of years. Easy, a good track. Naturally, it's F3. There's going to be some penalties, and Ollie Gray, absolutely, you know, he did get a three place grid penalty, if memory serves me correctly, for impeding in quality. Not not the best start to your season, is it? It's just like, you know, having even made it in, in, into a race and, and you get a penalty. You know, that's Esteban knock on levels of, of, of penalties, who also cited that meme in Bahrain. But yeah, you know, the, the sprint race, obviously, in, in Bahrain, you know, we had, we had uh, Joseph, aka Pepe Marti. Uh, he won in the campus with, with Colin Pinto P2, and Kyle Collett in finished off the podium. Both left was P12, wasn't he? But he got. Was it 10 place grip, uh, 10 place grip, uh, 10 place, 10 second penalty for causing, for causing a collision and he, he got knocked down. Yeah. And then, uh, then in the feature race, uh, he, he took the top spot and it was a hard one too. So t- to be honest, Bahrain, it, it excites me anyway. It's, it's a pretty good circuit. We usually get pretty decent racing there. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's quite, quite a you know, high speed circuit, you know, you know quite a, you know, you've got a couple of DRS zones and. All the rest of it, you, know, you can slip stream, blah blah blah. So it's it is good. There's a technical phrase for you. But let's let's have a look at Bahrain. Uh, sorry, not Bahrain. Just talked about that. Australia. You mentioned obviously it's back on the calendar. You know, should we should we just have a quick sort of like rundown of it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, most of the drivers didn't really know about it. However, there is a lot of rookies that were both Australian and New Zealand background who do know quite well, but obviously have never really raced it in full capacity. Pretty much off of the win, Gabriel Bartoletto was able to take the pole with Sebastian Montoya in the high tech for the reverse grid. Hunter Yeni originally qualified 22nd, saying the lap time, but was given a 10 place grid penalty for the sprint race. And this time is also deleted as well due to speeding under double yellow flag conditions while setting his fastest lap time. I will preface this and if you have watched our Formula 2 roundup, penalties are every single sprint race feature race and even qualify we have some random ones again as well and a handful of disqualifications so we'll definitely be we talking about that as well because of that he dropped him to 20 uh p26 for the final uh classification and p29 for the sprint race uh, another person as well, Tommy Smith, qualified 28th, but was given a penalty from Bahrain's feature race, involvement into two instances. And that was, even though he d-, d and F'd in Bahrain, that got transferred to a three-place grid drop and then a 10-second time penalty as well. However, 10-second time penalty uh, changed to a three-place grid drop for Australia. Also, Pepe Marti, even though he did very well in Bahrain, he'd actually not set a time in qualifying and had to ask as he actually crashed on the open, opening stages of qualifying, but was later given permission by the FIA to race for both the sprint and the feature and starting from back of the grid. Looking at the sprint race, though, Zach was able, Zach O'Sullivan was able to take the win. Uh, Sebastian Montoya P2 and Paul Aaron P3. It was funny as well, looking at it, it's so it's a Prema one, three, and five, and high tech two, four. So 
quite an interesting one to have. But we had disqualifications of three drivers, and it all came from MP Motorsport. Franco Carpenter, Murray Boyer, and Johnny Edgar had all been disqualified from the sprint race as they found that the suspension keels on the cars did not conform to the regulations. Franco Carpenter actually originally finished first, but because of the disqualification, Zachary Sullivan inherited the win, and Luke Browning was able to get the fastest lap. There was a few other penalties coming in, but not much that changed the points for the top 10 for sprint because as mentioned it for f2 it's top 10 reverse top 8 points it is top 10 points top 12 reverse for f3 feature race though do them do the numbers feature race though is back-to-back feature wins for gabriel Bartolotto, pretty much setting the tone for the rest of the season with greg rossalsi who was one of our favorites that we predicted in the pre-season episodes of formula talk as one of the most experienced drivers, he was finishing P2 for the race and other title contender Gabriel Mini into P3. Again, we had a few penalties. We had Luke Browning got a penalty five second for causing a collision with Franco Colapinto, dropping him down to eighth. Dino Boganovic originally finished eighth, but was given a 10 second time penalty for causing a collision with Kyle Collette, dropping him out of the points to 13th. Like F2 and F3, Round three was meant to be in Imola. However, due to the weather and the flooding, it was called off and no replacement race was given. So instead of 10 rounds, there was nine and one non-championship, as mentioned, which was Macau in November. Tom, you're going to talk about Monaco now since we're returning back after over a decade. Oh, that's harsh, just because I'm 30 this year. That was unintentional. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, one, three, yeah. Sorry. And you wonder why I took a hiatus. No, 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 no I'm joking. But no, I, so I am this end of this year, and I do have some fun motorsport activities planned, including a track day at Silverstone around the Grand Prix circuit, which I'm very much looking forward to. But no, one circuit I'd like to drive, but my but I obviously won't for obvious reasons, is Monaco. So, yes, F3, back at Monaco. I say back at Monaco, technically the first time F3's been there because it was GP Stream 2012. It's the same series. We'll pull it back up. Go, you know, I don't want to split hairs. Speaking of splitting things, Wally, it gets split into that. How about that for a segue? You know, Wally um, uh, gets split into two groups because 30 drivers, tight twisted streets on the coat. Even in F3 cars, they're still fairly big cars. You can't send all 30 of them out because it would be like Demolition Derby out there. They get split into two groups, Group A, Group B. In Group A, Adina uh, Beganovic took the top spot. But unfortunately for him, Gabriel Mini was faster in in the in the, se- in the second group to be with Gregoire Saucy taking reverse pole. So in the sprint, it was a, it was Pepe Marti who took the win with Fornaroli second and Gregoire Saucy rounding out the podium. We should note that before the race started, Saucy, even though he was on reverse pole, he was demoted three places because he failed to slow under yellow flags during Wally. So standard three place good penalty. And he started fourth with Pepe ending up on reverse pole. Mary Boyer also received a penalty at the start of the race, right before the start of the race, I, I should say, for impeding Zachary Sullivan in quali. Kaelin started 10, uh, 10 places down, I believe. I'm looking back through the copious notes that Sophia has written. Yes, Kaelin did indeed start 10 places below because uh, he caused a, a collision with Nikola Pasolov. 
I really butchered that one. And he crossed a collision with uh, uh, Nicola back in the Melbourne feature race. So obviously, because that race becomes done, the penalty rolls on to the next race. Mary Boyer and Farrier also got five five place grid drops each for the same collision. Ultimately, it didn't mean much for those because both of them and indeed Johnny Edgar all had collisions on the first lap and had DNFs in the race. I mean, 30 cars, which are basically souped up, I say, you know, which is, you know, which, you know, the second sort of step in, uh, in, in single seaters driven by sort of like 16 to 18 year olds around the streets of Monaco. What could possibly go wrong? But the feature race actually pretty well behaved. I was surprised when I watched it. It was, it was F2 that were really badly behaved, which is, which is ironic somewhat. But looking at the feature race, Gabriel Mini took the win with Dino Bikanovic, P2. And then it was indeed a Premier P2 with Paul Aaron rounding out the podium. There was a penalty that went to PHM Racing by Shrews, also known as Shrews, for Peter Wisnicki, Sophia Flores, and Roberto Ferreira. They were all required to start from the pit lane as they were found to have exceeded the total of 11 personnel working on their car. Now, this is apparently triggered by a representative being allowed to scan their tyres after Park Fermi. And as we know, Park Fermi, rules are rules. It, it literally means closed park in French. There you go. So, you know, so that's why, you know, that's that's why they got the penalty. And if I, they are very strict on things like this because even if they're checking something, interfering is interfering. And, and you know, rules are rules. Just looking at the, uh, sort of anything else to note of, of Monaco, Montoya was penalised twice. That's Sebastian Montoya, not not Juan Pablo. He's a bit old for for F three. He was given five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. Then, in quite a also like amateurish, I'd say, he got disqualified as his as one of his left tires was found to have been used on the wrong side of his car, his pit stop. And yeah, I mean, what can you even say about that? It's like it's like you know they they, they should have gone to quick fit or something. It's like you know it just. It's crazy because, like, you even look at Formula Two. You even had Frederick Vesey's tires come off mid-race. You had that a few times in Formula Three as well. But like the fact that you had two teams have disqualifications pretty much within the first three rounds of the season is crazy. MP the first round, and now, well, not uh, Shrews was not disqualified, but they also got penalized pretty badly having starting from the pit lane. But I mean, especially Montoya, it was crazy because he actually finished. I believe close to the podium, if not on the podium, or like in the top five or something like that. And then he had the penalties and then obviously the disqualification afterwards. But you would think because they are the same team that works in Formula 2 for the same cars for most of them, that they should be good with the pit stops and making sure the tires are correct. But I guess not. Maybe maybe the glitz and glam of Monaco and like the excitement of working in Monaco for two races maybe got to the pit crew, but who knows? But again, it's very unusual some of these penalties and disqualifications this season, both in Formula 2 and in Formula 3. It'll be interesting to see if there's any rules or any of them come again in the 2024 season as well. I haven't assigned that shortcut to my mouse. I thought I had an, I thought I had a, an unmute button, but I forgot that I reused my computer. Yes, yeah, it was... Uh, Monica, was a, Monica was indeed a good weekend, and... It's just nice to see feedback back then. And, and like you said, so you know, it's, it's the ultimate test. You know, it's you know, the racing around Monaco. You know, sometimes you know it's called into question a lot, especially with F one. But you know, that's an F one thing, and you know, that's you know, comes with its own issues. But 
We're racing for F3, pretty dang good, I've got to be honest. And I, for one, really enjoyed it. I love the commentary for F3 as well. Harry Benjamin's wicked, you know, so it's, you know, it, 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 it was it was good to watch and it was it was exciting, it was fun. And aside from the sprint race, where I think they all got it out of their system, it was, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the feature race was, was pretty clean, you know, all, all in all. We should note that after after um, Monaco, they, uh, the the drivers headed over, headed over to Barcelona, and yeah, the Spanish Grand Prix always source of fun and excitement. And you hear the definitely not sarcasm in my voice. Although actually, as I'm sure we covered certainly for the previews at the time, and we definitely covered it on our sister show Grid Talk, the removal of the chicane in the last sector. So that did, I think that definitely helped somewhat. And yeah, we'll just, we'll just have a quick look at the weekend. So it was, so it was a Spaniard on pole, Pepe Marti, he was, uh, he, he took pole and then on reverse pole was Sacco Sullivan. Quite sort of rare or unusual. We had identical times from the other two campus libraries of Hugh Bart and Christian Mansell. We both set identical lap times down, down to 0. 0.000 of a second. But as we know, or as people may not know, five of the sets of lap time first, they're the ones who sort of take priority, if you like, or they're the ones who get the position ahead of the others. Didn't really matter because it was, I think, I think it was a battle for, for 15, 15th and 16th, but hey-ho, you know, still, it's, you know, it's, it's something which doesn't really happen. Do you have a quick chat about the sprint for, for hey, Barcelona? They, it was Zacho Sullivan, he... He did. Uh, he took the took the win from from the pole. Luke Browning was P two and Fonoli was P three. Gregoire Saucy and Rafael Villagomez both got ten second time penalties for causing collisions, and Sebastian Montoya got a five second time penalty for failing to follow the race director's instructions. It's you'd think he would learn after Monaco with you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's just like you know, I'll say one thing. Consistency, you know, is is paying off, and also to to be fair, in Monaco, the disqualification was, it's not his fault that, that the team put the wrong tires on. It is but, his fault. It is his fault that he's spreading the bit lane. Yeah, so I'm not saying yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So yeah, so so yeah, it was yeah, it, it was it was a good one. I just just to mention the the sprint race, it, it was it, it was a it was a pole to win for uh, uh, who did I even say what was was on pole? Sullivan. Are you talking about the sprint or the feature? Oh, the feature. It was Pepe Marti, of course. It was home hero. So yeah, so he yeah he took uh, the win as well. Franco Golapinto P two and Biganovic P three. There were some track limits for Hugh Bart and Gabriel Mini. Then Ali Gerton was given a ten second time penalty, who knows for causing a collision with Greg Bart Saucy. So I'm just gonna basically what happened in the three season from here is Gabriel Borkletter went. Oh, I need to win this. And then he just went full Naruto and just lost the rest of the season. And that season carried on to Austria. So, so trying to just tell us a bit about Austria, there was a bit of driving news as well. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Well, going to round five. But before we speak about round five, we would love it if you would take five to give us a five-star review on Spotify and on Apple Music. And if you're one of the 79% of people who have not yet subscribed to our channel, Please make sure that you like, subscribe, share, and follow. And also, if you are listening before the 28th of January, we have been nominated for Best Motorsport Podcast for the, spot, for the Sporting 
Podcast Awards. You can vote for us up until January 28th. All the information is in our social media bios at Grid Talk UK, and that'll take a couple minutes as well. So, going to round five out nine, halfway over to the season, we went racing in Austria. There was one driver change for this round, and it was for Peter Wisniewski for PHM Racing. He His seat was given to GB3 driver of Mackenzie Cresswell for this round. But looking at qualifying, Gregor Saucy was able to take the pole with Pepe Marzi on reverse. Sakura Sullivan originally qualified 7th, but took a 3-place grid drop for the sprint due to impeding Tommy Smith. Christian Mansell originally qualified 3rd, but due to crossing the white lane at white line at pit entry, he was given a 3-place grid drop for the sprint race. Another interesting penalty for the season. Hunter Yanni also received a 5-place grid drop for the sprint race due to causing a collision with Rafael Villagomez at the Barcelona feature race. Looking at the sprint, Paul Aaron was able to take his first win of the season with Gabriel Mini P2 and Kyle Collette P3. Ollie Gray was given a 5-place grid drop for the feature race due to causing a collision with Rafael Villagomez in the race. Rafael Villagomez has not had his best season. Even last season in 2022 Formula 3, he was crashing out and causing so much incidences. This time around, he's not the one causing them, but he's the one getting hit by them. So his season is not like his last two seasons have not been going well at all. Nikita Bedrin originally finished 17th, which was out of the points, and he also received a 10 second time penalty for an incident with Leonardo Folaroli, dropping him down to 25th. Feature race, Sacco Sullivan again taking another win, with Bartolato extending his championship lead, finishing P2, and fellow Brazilian countryman of Kai Collette, P3, another consistent driver of the 2023 Formula 3 season. Sebastian Montoya initially finished 10th within the points, however was given a time-second penalty for causing a collision with Bengo Colapinto, dropping him down to 12. Hunter Yenny originally finished 13th, but was also given a 10-second time penalty for an unsafely rejoining the track, dropping him down to 21st. And her, in her best finish of the season, and moving up many places during the race, Sofia Flores was disqualified from the feature race after it was found that her front, her car's front wing end plates were less than the required 70 millimeters above the reference plane. As a result, Pepe was Pepe Marti was able to move into ninth, while Leonardo Ferroli was promoted to the final point scoring position. She moved up so many. I think she moved up like eight or nine positions, or it was crazy because she was so consistently like being very close to the points. And this was the first time she was able to finish in the points and she gets disqualified for a technical infringement. That wasn't even her fault. It was her team's fault. This is the second penalty she had this season due to not a prone fault and, and stunned by her team. And it was absolutely gutting to hear about that and see that right after the race because she is retained for next year for 20, I say next year. It's already 2024 when we're recording, but she's retained for the 2024 season. So I'm hoping with a new team as well, I'm hoping this is going to help her solidify her season this year because she did, she was one of the drivers that made the most moves in the entire season up position. So hopefully that'll be good. But yeah, round five, very interesting one. I would also recommend watching it. There's really good battles going on and Pretty much, Zachary Sullivan was in his own league. I think he finished so many seconds above Barcelona in the feature race as well, and it just showed the consistency for that. But we're back to going for round six at an iconic track, 
and a home race to a lot of the drivers, and it's Silverstone. So, Tom, you want to take it away? Oh, yes. Yeah, so Silverstone, yeah, like you said, you know, home, home, home race for lots of the drivers, and also a home race for quite a few of the teams even if they do operate with foreign licenses you know a lot of uh, teams do uh, do have it to have a uk base you know you, you look at that across all sort of disciplines of motorsport yeah so like you said you know iconic you know silverstone you know, not max don't call about it want to be one of those brits mackenzie cresswell was still in still in that seat and he was he was he was uh, having replaced peter was and there's also a change at carlin which Hunt, hunter yearney was uh, replaced by the gb3 driver max esserson both this round and the following round in Hungary, so Budapest, you know the Hungarian ring. Quali, it was Fonroli who took the top spot with Sebastian Montoya on reverse pole. For once, no penalties. However, Dino Pekanovic was outside of the 107% rule time, so he started at the back for both the races. In the sprints, Colapinto took the win with Gabby Bortoleta coming P2 and Christian Mansell coming home a fine P3. So that that's when gave the uh, the home crowd something to cheer about. There were actually five. To, oh, he's American. Austra- no, he's Australian. Oh, he's Australian. Oh, my word, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you, you, you know, colonies all that. You know, there, there were actually five different teams in 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 the top five. Now, first of all, let's get into the pen. Uh, let's get into the penalty, shall we? So Ido Cohen, ten second penalty. Nikita Pedrin, Oli Gray, and Roberto Faria, all five-second penalty. Fact them is. Ari Boyer got the highest time penalty of the S3 season with a 35-second penalty for track limit violations. What layout of Silverstone were you taking? And the thing is, is that it's all track limits at 35. Yeah. F2, it's there just... was one for 45 seconds, but it was two track yeah. limits and then impeding or something like that or whatever. Silverstone, this is an iconic track. Like... And Mario Boy has raced on this track before in other yeah. disciplines. That they have practice, you know. So you know, study the circuit. You know, how to the gravel? So yeah, I mean, you, you know, did they not? Do they not turn right at farm? Do they keep doing straight and follow the old layout? You know, on the escape roads, it's like blimmin' egg. But yeah, you know, yeah. But there we go. You know, we've seen it with the FIA with track limits this year. It's been oh, I say this year, last year it was interesting. Just look at Austria. And also, Taylor Barnard got a 10-second time penalty for causing a collision. So the feature race, it was it was the first win of the season for the 2022 record champion, uh, champion Oli Goethe. He made it a side on 1-2 with uh, Fonorodi coming P2 and Pepe Marti coming P3. Now, once again, penalties. Just, a, just the two this time. So Kyle Collick got a five-second time penalty for an off-track overtake. And Tommy Smith got a 15-second time penalty for, for track limits. So, yeah, so not quite 35 seconds, but still 15 seconds. That's impressive. We, it was then the start of a double header as well. We headed to, like I said, Budapest. Now, Mackenzie Creswell was supposed to be in the seat, but he was replaced by Wu Shin for the rest of the season in that PHM seat. So... For Quali, Stephen Garring, great circuit. I've been there actually. Zaka Sullivan took pole with Mini on reverse pole for the sprint race. For once, no penalties from Quali, but there, but there are a couple of uh, sort of like hangover penalties from Silverstone. So, first of all, Johnny Edgar got a five second penalty for causing a collision, and that, that got converted into a three place grid penalty for, for the sprint as he, was qualif- as, as he wasn't classified. Gabriel Mini took the win with his Gabby Portletto P2. And then Nikita Bedrin, surprise podium for Genta, B3. And now, penalties. So, Luke Browning, five-second penalty. 
Alcoholic, 10 second penalty. Ubata, 10 second penalty. Wu Yingxin, on debut, good lad, 5 second time penalty. Just talking of the feature race, it was a Premier 1 2, with the Sutherland taking the top spot, Piganovic P2 and P3, it was Colapinto. And then, much like the sprint, guess what? We had penalties. So Max Esterton, Esterson, sorry, 5 second time penalty. Nikita Solov, 10 second penalty. Wu Yingxin, five-second penalty. At least he was consistent across the races, I'll give him that. But I don't think that's the consistency that the team's asked for. Now, looking at the... We have just two rounds left to, to talk about, and I'll hand back over to Sophia for these. So the first one was the doubleheader at... Uh, sorry, second part of the doubleheader at Spath, and after after the summer break, we had the final round at Monza. So Sophia just chatted through those quickly, including just a couple of penalties. <laughs> just a handful... To be fair, there's a lot to cover with happening in Spa and also in the final round in Monza. There was a driver change. Uh, Max Edison was replaced with Euro Formula racer and Indy Next driver Franco Simonazzi for the rest of the season, which was only two rounds. Looking at qualifying, Pepe Marti took the pole with Hugh Barter on reverse. Now, as mentioned in our F2 review, which you've not listened to, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. There was a bit of confusion and chaos in Spa as no po- points were awarded after this race as there were no two consecutive laps under the green flag. However, prior to the evening, full points were awarded to all the drivers who finished in the top 10 as all 12 racing laps were completed. It was a very confusing race. The weather, they tried to stop and go, similar to how it was in Formula 2, but it just didn't really happen. Seeing as it's a difficult because the rules state they need at least two green lap flags consecutively. However, they didn't. Now, it, was, it wasn't due to the weather. It was the fact that also with the shorter race lap as well, there was three safety cars that came out with this. And like... We all say safety cars cause safety cars, especially in these lower divisions of racing. So, as mentioned, there was three safety car periods in this, like, 12-lap, 15-lap race. Uh, the first one was Rafael Villagomez collided with Sebastian Montoya. Secondly, Pepe Marci hit a car of Ido Cohen whilst rejoining the track. And thirdly, Barcelotto came to a halt on the Kimmel Strait with the race ending behind the safety car. So as mentioned, the points weren't given, but they were towards the end. It was Kyle Collard's first win of the season, Taylor, uh, Taylor Barnard, Vigenza with their second podium of the season, and Paul Aaron rounding up the top three. Now, penalties, because of the amount of safety cars. Zach O'Sullivan, five-second time penalty for overtaking Hugh Barton on track. Dina Bogdanovic, 10-second time penalty for causing a collision with Gabriel Bottoletto. Rafael Villagomez, 10-second for causing a collision with Sebastian Montoya. Tommy Smith, 10-second time penalty for causing a collision with Oliver Guthrie. But I will say it is one of the best weekends for the Genza team, which is a team we never really spoke about throughout the season. However, all three drivers were in the top four. For the feature race, Taylor Barnard was able to take the top spot. And again, I will recommend 100% watching this race as there were so many different teams and different drivers taking different tire strategies for the ever-changing track. Joining Taylor Barnard on the podium was Christian Mansell and teammate Nikita Bedrin. And then, as mentioned before, Alex Garcia finished P4. So, great weekend for them at that. So, definitely, if you can find it on Sky or wherever you listen to your um, listen, watch your shows. 
definitely take a look at that race. But it ain't Formula 3 without some penalties. Luke Browning received a 10 second for causing collision with Ida Cohen. Another interesting and rare penalty came the way Francisco Simonazzi for his first ever feature race in Formula 3. And it wasn't even his uh, fault. He received a 30 second time penalty for his mechanics leaving the starting grid too late. So if you watch Formula 3 or Formula 1, pretty much any of them, you will see the red lights at the top when they're working, setting up the cars just before the formation lap starts. All personnel needs to be gone off the grid when there's two lights left. That personnel, his personnel, were there at one light. So it was very dangerous because I believe it's like a 15 to 30 second interval, those lights, or even 20 second interval for those lights. So that was very, very close to starting the formation lap. And Sinatsu was in the middle of the grid as well. He wasn't towards the back. So that co- that could cause so much problems if personnel was still in the grid when they needed to start their formation lap. Uh, Gabriel Mini actually crashed out on the setup lap and was therefore unable to start the race. Now, there's a very long break, similar to how we have it for Formula 2 as well. Uh, we went racing for the final round with Gabriel Bartolino leading the championship with 38 points ahead of Paul Aaron. There's a possible 39 points up for grabs for him to take the win. Like last year, it did not go down to the final race, but actually during qualifying, Paul Aaron and Pepe Marti were unable to get pole and the two points needed to keep the championship dreams alive, thus giving Barcelona the 2023 Formula 3 championship. Oliver Gothe did take pole with Franco Colapinto on reverse grid and it wouldn't be the end of the season without chaos even in qualifying. We had five disqualifications, three drivers out of the 107% uh, time frame Dina Bogdanovic, Nikita Bedrin, and Oli Gray were those outside the 107%. Gabriel Mini, Luke Browning, Sebastian Montoya, Ido Cohen, and Francesco Simonazzi all disqualified. <laughs> Crazy. Like, and it, I was researching this, and they don't give exact reasons why they were disqualified. But to be disqualified in qualifying as well. I understand being disqualified in sprints and feature due to issues, but for actual qualifying? Like, can you think of any time that could that's been possible? I mean, we hear about people getting disqualified from qualifying sessions for like technical infringements, but that yeah, no, is, is the answer. You know, uh, you know, it's but again, you know, it's a part for me thing. You know, they should. Sorry, fireworks going off. I, I think I found. I think I found the reason. I just was double checking it. They all got disqualified from qualifying after it's found that they changed the tires and park Ferme regulations. But that's it. You, you know, we, we said it earlier about park Ferme, you know, rules are rules and you, you know, you, you, you can't mess about with it, with these, with these regulations. So, you know, it's, 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 it's such a fundamental thing, but, but yeah, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is what it is. Sorry, fireworks are so good. Yeah. It's more so just like the fact that it's not even the driver's fault. Like most of these disqualifications, it's literally their exactly. team and their staff. But looking at the sprint race, Franco Colapinto was able to secure the win. But before the race for the second time of the season, another unusual thing happened with Oliver Gothe receiving a 10 place grid penalty due to Trident team personnel remaining on the grid after the 15 second signal in Spa. So that was the 
penalty before in the feature race. Joining Franco Colapinto on the podium was the champion of Gabriel Bortoletto and Mari Boya. Penalties, we have 5 seconds for Fornaroli for track limits. Zach O'Sullivan, 10 seconds for causing a collision with Gregor Sassi. Kyle Collette, 10 seconds for causing a collision with Paul Aaron. Caitlin Frederick, 10 seconds for causing a collision with Tommy Smith. And there was another disqualification, that of Luke Browning for technical infringement. He originally finished P5 as well. Now, for the final race of the season... It was an all-British podium and a chaotic way to end the season. Again, another really good race weekend to watch. Oliver Goethe was on pole and had a throttle issue and was out on the formation lap. There was four safety cars in the final race. Gregor Sassi, Sebastian Montoya, and championship runner-up contenders Franco Colapinto and Pepe Marti were all forced into the gravel in separate instances. And what a comeback for Johnny Edgar as well from the 2022 season having to take a break due to Crohn's disease diagnosis to winning the Monza feature. Alongside him, Zach O'Sullivan in his final F3 race as he'll be racing in F2 for the 2024 season. And alongside him, Jensa probably won the better ones out of the three, Taylor Barnard. There was seven out of the 30 DNFs and one did not start of Gotha as mentioned. And it can't be erased without penalties for the last time. Leonardo Ferroni, five-second time penalty for forcing Paul Aaron off the track. Ryan Shin, five-second time penalty for overtaking Simonazzi off track. Luke Browning, five-second time penalty for speeding under safety car conditions. Gabriel Mini, five-second time penalty for overtaking Ollie Gray off the track. And 10-second time penalty as well for causing a collision with Sebastian Montoya. And... The 2023 Formula 3 winner, it's a Brazilian driver backed by McLaren Driver Development Program and managed by the A4 team, which is Fernando Alonso's driver management company, wins the 2023 season. And unlike the F2 champions, though, the constructors did not come from the same team of Trident. It was Prema's consistency throughout the season with all their three drivers to win the constructors' title. So... To round off the standings, Bottoletto won with a nice gap of 45 points ahead of Zach O'Sullivan, finishing with, behind with 14 points at 119 points, respectively. Paul Aaron was P3 with 112. Franco Colpinto, P4. Pepe Marzi, P5. Dina Boganovic, P6. Gabriel Mini, P7. Oliver Guthrie, P8. Kyle Collette, P9. And rounding out the top 10 is Taylor Barnard. In the Constructors, Prima won with 327 points. Trident, which was Gabriel Bontolato's team, with 308. And P. Mosport finished third with 194. That is a big gap in the Constructors. That is a big, big gap. Now, we have more drivers finally confirmed because our last few episodes, there wasn't many drivers confirmed for the season. So this was taken, albeit December 27, 2023. So there might be some new ones coming in. But again, we will have a whole rundown when the season starts closer to when testing takes place next month. February, March. Soon. <laughs> we, we will look at that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many episodes that we got planned. We still got F1 Academy Roundup and then we are kicking off season two of Formula Talk. But Tom, let's look at some of the drivers announced so far for the teams. Yeah, so this is as of, I think you said, the 27th of December, obviously 2023. So Prem have got all three of their drivers back. So so 
Beganovic is back, Mini is back, and then stepping up from Italian F4 and karting is is Arvid Lin, Lindblad. I think I said that correctly. I have no idea. And my apologies if not. Lindblad took part in, in Macau and they are a Red Bull back driver. So Trident has Leonardo Fornaroli as well as two uh, two rookies. So they have Frecker and for, and Formula Regional Middle East. Sammy, oh my word, here we go. Sammy Megutrinif. I really don't know how to say that and I do apologize. Now this one I can do. Mexican Frecker driver Santiago Ramos. MP Motorsport has a recording of not confirmed any of their drivers. Campos got a couple of driver changes. Oli Kurt has moved. And then we have, he'll be racing alongside Mary Boyer and Sebastian Montoya. It's the only team with a non-rookie lineup, I believe. It's quite rare in F3 because you get a lot of joiners, movers and leavers to either move up to F2 or go off to sports car or, you know, a, a, a diff- different discipline. High tech, Luke Browning staying for another F season and he has two rookies alongside him. He has Norwegian 2023 Frecker runner-up Maritinius Stenhorn. We also have British Euro Formula Vice Champion Kean Shields. Genza, as we mentioned, Charlie Wirtz is confirmed, but we're still waiting on the other drivers. Van Amersfoort, they have all three drivers, so that's Tommy Smith. He is moving from PHM to Van Amersfoort. Uh, Sophia Flourish will also be driving for, uh, for Van Amersfoort. Mexican rookie Noel Leon, who is also a 2023 Euro Formula champion, he will be racing for VAR. And that's not football VAR. RT have confirmed two of the drivers. So Christian Mansell is back, the Australian, definitely not, definitely not British or American, definitely Australian. And also a rookie from Frecker and Dutch, uh, sorry, from, from the Oceania region is Dutch driver Lawrence van Hopen. It's the third seat we don't know. Finally, PHM, so Sharuz and Carling all have all three seats open. So as we we'll probably do like a roundup show when we get the full lineups done. Because we'll chat through some we'll probably make that our like season preview show or something, because we'll at, at that point we'll know what's what apparently. It's questionable whether I know anything. So just to just to round out the show, once again, I want to thank Sophia for everything you do for for Formula Talk and it's Generally being being good to be back. I know I've been away for a little bit. I had some um had some had some things to to deal with. And uh, yeah, just remember just remember to speak up if you're not hundred percent, please. Formula Talk is available on YouTube where most episodes are recorded live, and as Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Rocket Cast. Just search Formula Talk for our back catalogue of shows uh, with previews and reactions to quality and race results. And you also find our sister show Grid Talk covering all things F1. Please consider supporting the channel on Patreon so we can get a mic slice and better recording. Also, make sure you subscribe so you're the first to know when each new episode is released. We will genuinely be back soon with plenty more motorsport content. So thank you ever so much for, for, for listening to this extended episode of Formula Talk. Uh, this podcast has been presented by Bet Online, and goodbye.